up everybody welcome back to the championship leadership podcast this is nate bailey your host and and today i had the uh the honor to spend time with uh, jace mattinson and clark sheffield they're business partners together they also run an incredible podcast that i definitely recommend you checking out millionaires unveiled you can find that at millionairesunveiled.com i had the opportunity and the pleasure to be on their podcast here just a week ago and, and now had, had them return the favor for me to come on. We had an incredible conversation on leadership, on, on some of the experiences and the stories that they have with the opportunity to speak with millionaires that are guests and, and how they've gotten to where they are in life. And so it's just a very interesting conversation, very educational. Uh, so with that, I want to introduce you to Jace Mattinson and Clark Sheffield. Hey, what's up, everybody? Championship Leadership. I'm excited today. We got Jace Mattinson from Austin, Texas, Clark Sheffield from New York, and uh, was just on their podcast, The Millionaires Unveiled, and I'm uh, excited to have you guys. Thanks for taking some time today, uh, with, especially with everything that's going on with coronavirus right now. I really appreciate it. Hey, yeah, thanks for having us. us. Thanks for having us, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the first questions I like to to ask to kick this show off is the name of the podcast is championship leadership. So I'd love to hear, you know, from both of you guys, what does that mean to you when you hear championship leadership? Yeah, I think championship leadership just means being able to show up, especially in times like this, you know, I, I just went through an experience where you got 450 employees and stuff like this happens. And I, I obviously haven't been through a pandemic like this and everybody looked to me like, Hey man, like, what are we doing? And me and yeah. one other guy kind of run the company and, and, you know, we had a lot of employees and we're, we're an essential business. So staying up, showing up for everybody, you know, kind of leading the way. And, and even though the times are uncertain, you got to kind of be that champion, be that one that rises to the occasion. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Especially right now, like you said, it's uh, un unlike anything that any of us have, have experienced up until now. So yeah, powerful. Clark, what about yourself? Yeah, I think, you know, one thing that stood out, first of all, I think in a sense, it kind of changes if you're working for a smaller or big company, mm -hmm. right? 
I mean, I think the overall principles are the same. You lead by example, you have a strong worth ethic, you're humble, you're honest, you're driven, right? I think in everything Jay said, right? Leading in, in kind of perilous times a little bit. But I, I think in, in small business too, and that's what I've started to see the last few years, I think it's, it's doing, being willing to help whatever is needed, right? To kind of help grow the company or help grow the team or, or help things move forward. Um, Jason and I often joke, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. We both kind of work in small business. And so the, the silly things like replacing the toilet paper, taking out the trash, you know, sweeping the floor. It's unbelievable when you work in a small business, right? That nobody really has that responsibility, but the amount of few people that step up to do that yeah. is, I mean, that's one example, but I think that transfers into your work ethic, right? I think that transfers into who's going to take charge, who's going to step up, who's willing to do things that are outside of their job description. And so I, you kind of see that in a small business, right? You, it's so easy to step up and, and stand out if you want to. And I think the champion leaders do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, maybe talk a little bit about it. I think like Jace, you were talking a little bit about what's going on right now. And I'm a coach and, you know, we, we have a year long mastermind with probably 40 to 50 entrepreneurs, business owners, and and all the conversations are the same, right? Kind of just talking about exactly what you guys are talking about is like, no one's been through this before, but we're all going through it and we're all having to figure it out, especially as leaders inside of our companies, inside of our lives, our families, you know, the championship leaders are going to stand up and yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's uncertain. Um, but we really have no other choice than to just continue to show up every day and, and, and be there with everyone else. Right. Yeah. And let me just, let me just kind of piggyback a little bit, um, off of what Jay said. And in times like this, I think people don't know necessarily what to do, right? Ourselves included, right? And, and obviously for every company, it's different. And every company, there's a different dynamic. But I think it translates into normal life and normal business when we don't have situations like this, right? It's, it's easy to see. And again, certainly in a small business where you have a smaller team, when, when you're trying to figure out a solution to a problem, the people that stand up and offer insights and offer ways to get around it or ways to achieve it, right? It's, it's so easy to see who's engaged. And so that to me is another element of, of championship leadership. Somebody that, that will put the time in, will put the energy in to try and figure out how to solve a problem. So right now with this Corona stuff, I don't think people necessarily know, or maybe people are starting to figure it out over the last week or two, the direction, the best way to solve it, right? The right direction. But I think the leaders are the ones that step up and and just give ideas. Hey, how about trying this? How about trying that? What if we did this? What if we did that? That to me is, is leadership. Somebody that's engaged enough to, to throw out ideas and to give some input. Yeah. Jace. Yeah, I would just add to that, you know, as, as we've kind of been discussing the championship leadership and, and, you know, we're going through this pandemic. I think a lot of it comes down to preparation, too. I think, you know, there's various things that I've been through in my life that I feel like, yeah, they aren't nearly as severe as this, but have prepared, you know, for, for this type of situation, be able to make decisions, be able to make decisions quickly to one, be able to admit that, hey, maybe that was a bad decision. And that's okay. We're going to pivot and go this way. And I think regardless of the situation that we're in now, but just in general, you know, being a leader, being able to admit that, hey, maybe I did make a bad decision and I'm going to change that. I'm going to learn from that bad decision that I made and, and make sure that I don't make that again and pivot and go to a different direction. 
Yeah, I mean, pr- preparedness, that's, that's huge. And it's, it's definitely, um, yeah, I mean, great leaders are always, you know, hopefully they're, they're learning from the experiences that they've had. And hopefully you're bringing in the team and, you know, maybe others that have experienced others' experiences as well to, to get through trying times like this is absolutely uh, essential right now. So maybe tell us a little bit more about you guys and how you came together, um, how you've gotten to where you are today. What's, what's the path that you guys are on? right now uh, for the listeners here to hear a little bit about your story and, and the path that you've been on. Yeah, sure. I'll start. So um, Jason and I both went to BYU undergrad, uh, both did church service missions in Bulgaria, and that's kind of how we became acquainted with each other. Weren't there at the same time, but knew some of the same people. And, and so it overlapped in that sense. And we went back and, and met at school. We both started our, our careers in big four, actually lived together in Dallas for a little bit. And then have just stayed in touch since then. Um, I live in New York. Jace lives in Texas. And, and so then and a couple of years ago, as, as we stayed in contact and remained friends and kind of talked about all things life, really, and, and business and personal finance, we started a, a podcast called Millionaires Unveiled. And the goal there was just to interview millionaires and see how they invest, see what they do with their money, how they made their money and what they're doing now. And, and so since then, we've, we've continued to remain and, and grow a strong friendship. So I lead the finance and accounting team for a multifamily real estate investment group here in New York, where we buy and self-manage multifamily assets. Uh, and that's kind of my current day job. And, and we do the podcast on the side. What prompted the podcast? Like, I know... You know, you mentioned it a little bit, but what, what was really the, the thing that made you guys come together and be like, hey, let's go out and, and talk to these millionaires? Is it, was it maybe a little bit of a like selfish research project so that you could kind of get the insights uh, from a bunch of people that, that have been there and kind of going where you want to go? Or what was the big thought behind that? Yeah, I think that was a little aspect of it. You know, Clark and I had grown up, we knew what our dad's portfolios looked like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our, our dads were kind enough to share that with us. And we always joked that we were kind of some of the only siblings that, that, that did get that knowledge uh, to the level of detail that our dad shared with us. And, you know, we just kind of looked around and it was, some people were blogging a little bit, throwing stuff out there. But for the most part, it was, it was a lot of inf- information that just hadn't been put out there. And we just kind of saw an opportunity, hey, maybe we should interview these guys, put them together. Because it'd be really interesting to go back in 08 and see how portfolios changed or people's mindset changed or what they did differently and kind of track them over the years. And so that's kind of the, the crux of what we thought about putting together. And obviously we're in, in its infancy. Clark and I are both young, so plan on doing this for a long time, being able to kind of put this data together and track some of these millionaires, you know, year over year over year over year to kind of see what changes and when, you know, we're right in the middle of one now, it'll be interesting to see how portfolios change and what we'll call the, the pandemic of 2020 yeah. and, and see, you know, in five years, how this all plays out and, and be able to kind of, you know, we, we feel like we really learn a lot from each other and, and what other people do. And so that's one part of it. And then the other part is, you know, it's everybody loves hearing great stories. And so we've been able to put a bunch of these stories together and our older listeners just love hearing, they don't really care about how, you know, Johnny invests. I've got right. my investment strategy. I'm in my fifties already, but man, I love hearing somebody else's success story of how they made it, what their struggles were and how they kind of ended out on top. Thank you for sharing that. 
who are like, maybe talk a little bit about who who have been some of the the guests that you guys have interviewed that um that have stood out to you maybe from a you know if there is if there are any that have stood out from that like leadership standpoint of and maybe what are some and what are some of the things that really stood out to you about them inside of that well certainly you right that's number one all right <laughs> talking <laughs> um i think one that definitely stood out was was david episode 100 who is worth about 100 million um i, I think you can just see a totally different way of thinking a total, mm-hmm. total different energy a total different kind of way of leadership and just a way of success so th- that's one that stood out to me but I think all of them in their own rights, right? I mean, most, most everybody we interview has a net worth of over a million. So in some sense, at least financially, right, they've been successful. How they prioritize their life, their career is totally, totally separate. And what they do and how they earn their money is, is separate and how they spend it is obviously different. But it's been fascinating to listen to all of them. And I think there's a lot of things that overlap, right? A lot of them are very intentional and driven about their lives, right? not just about their money, but also their family situations, about their careers. And then one thing that that Jace touched on earlier, I know I'm kind of changing gears here on your question, but I've been reading uh, Ray Dalio's book, Principles, right? And if you want to listen to to, or read or listen to something about leadership, it's it's phenomenal, some of the principles, right, that he shares. And one of them that Jace mentioned was, was, you know, being able to admit that you're wrong. Right. And that's what he hits on over and over again is, is putting yourself around smart people that, that you'll listen to, right. You don't have to take their opinion, but being able to put yourself in a situation where, you know, people are going to disagree with you and then being able to say, okay, you're right. Because I think, and I don't notice it. I mean, maybe Jace does. I, I think most of the people that we interview are pretty humble, right. And they come on our show because they want to help people. And they're happy to share their story. And, and when we ask what their mistakes are, a lot of them are so open with their mistakes. But I think a lot of either people I hear on other shows or people you meet in life, right? It's hard for us to admit our mistakes and yeah. to say, I goofed up or take responsibility when something doesn't go right. But that's one trait, going back to your question now, that's one trait that's stood out to me as we've interviewed them is, is they've been humble enough to say, look, yeah, I made this mistake and this is what I wish I would have done. I would have done better. And they're humble enough then to seek advice, right? Hey, what should I be doing? Or I reached out to a friend and this is what he told me what to do. And I listened. So that's one trait that stood out to me. Yeah. Thank you. What about you, Jace? Yeah. As far as millionaires go, there's one that we had on and, you know, he was a janitor. And I think, you know, typically we look at that profession as something that's not, you know, Hey, they don't make a lot of money or like, you know, we realize how important they are. And this particular individual had so much passion and pride for what he did. It just was really refreshing to see this individual have so much pride and passion for being a janitor and how he had been able to use that to actually be leveraged for his success and, yeah. and kind of get to that millionaire status and do all these different things that he had kind of put together. And it was like, you know, it's, it's not that like there's this totem pole in society of, Hey, that's a profession that's honorable. And that one's not like this guy, I guarantee he did his job better than probably 95% of people in America do their individual jobs. And he was the janitor at elementary school in, in a West coast state. And it was phenomenal mm-hmm. to just listen to him 
And because of that interview, like I totally look at what I do and some of the things that other people that I know do totally differently. And this guy chose that and he just kicks butt at it. And it's awesome to see. That's, that's really awesome. Thank you for sharing that too, as well. Um, it's, it's fun to hear those stories and, and all the different people and where they come from. And, you know, like you said, kind of the perceptions maybe uh, that you could have about certain people or depending on what they're doing and, and in life. But, uh, but it's also great to just be able to learn from everyone else and, and continue to, you know, communicate that message like you guys are doing. So what is a vision for you guys? Uh, where are you guys looking to go together, whether it's with the podcast or I know when we talked before the show, I think about, you know, what you guys are doing together on the business side of things as well. Like what's, what's the impact you guys want to make? What's, what's the vision that you guys have for what you guys got going on together as business partners? Yeah. First of all, I think it, it continues to be figured out, right? I think yeah. if most everybody in life is honest with themselves, right, they, they continue to figure it out. One of the things we're starting to do is buy some multifamily real estate and, and raise money and do that. Um, it's, it, as we've talked to a lot of these millionaires, it's kind of one of the gold they have is, is passive income or diversification of, of their investments or their assets. So that's one thing we continue to look into um, and, and try and get some multifamily stuff under our belt and grow that a little bit. Obviously, we want to continue to grow the podcast, both because it's interesting to help people and, you know, obviously, hopefully for it to go somewhere. Eventually, we'd like to put all the stories in, into a book or some sort of collection where, you know, little things we're doing as well, revamping the website to kind of help our engagement and, and stuff. But business-wise, it's obviously to continue to grow the podcast and then some multifamily uh, real estate or other investments that we deem to be successful on the side. Mm -hmm. Anything, uh, anything to, to add into that from your side, Jace? No, I think, you know, long-term, we definitely want, like Clark mentioned, come out with a book and, you know, we've, we're, we've discussed, we've had a few millionaires interested in kind of being part of a, a group where they can kind of openly ask questions because they can't talk to their neighbor or their family about, you know, certain issues. Everybody deals with certain, with different issues, you know, different levels of wealth and strategic planning and stuff like that. So we've kind of discussed putting something together like that uh, and facilitating that for some of them. A lot of people want to have conversations with these millionaires, obviously like we protect, protect identities. Sure. Uh, but, but there have been some that have been, you know, Hey, I'm totally willing to talk to whoever answer questions or whatever. I don't care to remain anonymous. So we've, we've talked about trying to facilitate some of that, uh, you know, discussion because, you know, we, we really have an opportunity to make a lot of connections. People really resonate with, you know, profession that somebody else or path that somebody else has taken that they're on that's yeah. similar. And so trying to, to make those connections for people is something that, that we hope to do in the future as well. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, there is a, there, there's a uh, unique opportunity there. I think, you know, part of the reason, you know, with our clients that uh, the mastermind that we have, I mean, I, I just think of that as kind of similar to what you guys are, are thinking of putting together a group where, you know, common interests can come together and have some open conversations where, you know, back home, they don't necessarily maybe have that. So that's awesome. Um, we're getting close to the end here, but I do want to ask this question really to to both you guys, because I'm sure you get both have unique experiences and stories, but what's like a critical moment or defining moment that you guys have had? I think championship leaders, you know, we all have them and we have many of them. Um, but in those moments, like you gotta have the vision and you gotta have some courage to make the decision that you, you know, is right for you. Kind of that fork in the road moment. 
and and obviously you guys have made the decision you did that has you where you are today but had you not like you know life could be very different for you so is there a moment that sticks out to both of you guys that you could share i think the listeners many of them might be in this in this moment right now and it's just good to hear other people that have been in similar situations and have had the courage to make the decision they did and then actually see that it, it worked out for them so is there a moment uh, for either you that comes to mind right away that you could share yeah, I've got two actually. One one was from my childhood, and it was when I got cut from uh, the the All Star baseball team, and that was just a defining moment for me to one double down on the sport that I was better at in basketball and really excel at that, and and that has always stuck with me because you know I cried and I cried and I cried, and my parents were you know hey it's going to be okay, but I was just devastated because I really wanted to make that All Star, and they ended up going to the Little League World Series, and I I. Like I, oh, you know, got jaded on that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. And and the the whole reason that I didn't make it was because the coach said that I wasn't aggressive enough. Oh, wow. So I've always kind of stuck. It's kind of always stuck with me to, mm-hmm. to to be aggressive to you know and and be make aggressive mistakes. I think the other one was you know I I had all sorts of plans to go out to California. Uh, I was going out there with PwC, and a couple of things kind of happened in my life, and and I ended up just completely rearranging plans and heading up in Dallas and was like, what am I doing here? This is not like, this is totally out of sight of the box. And, you know, that led to Clark and I staying a a summer together and some of the relationships that I, that I built there have been phenomenal. I ended up meeting my wife there and just so many little things. I look at that one decision to be able to take a, a little bit of a risk, go to an area that I'd never been to. I knew nobody and and kind of completely led to to building the life that that we have now yeah wow yeah that's uh the little league and they went to the world series to the actual uh little league world series yep the big show yep the yeah. big show man i could have been there maybe <laughs> if i was a little more aggressive okay. All right. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's powerful to hear though that you took that and you know i mean still today that sticks with you and and who you are so thank you yeah clark what about you yeah, I don't know if there's one that I can say, hey, that changed the whole trajectory. Right? We ask that question sometimes to our millionaires, and it's it's pretty amazing some of the answers you get. You yeah. know, sometimes they do have big turnaround moments of like, and that moment, like I knew that's when I was never going to live that way again or whatever. I think the two things that stand out to me are one, when I, when I was doing my church service mission, I think it caused me to think more just in general about what I want with my life. Um, and at that time, it was it was what should I study? And I ultimately went back and studied accounting, which has now opened up tremendous doors for me professionally and 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 other career wise, right? And then obviously helped me have some good connections. So that was one. And I think that's just because I was I was receptive to asking people what they did and and kind of hearing it out and and thinking about t- just taking a little moment. You know, I think sometimes we get so bogged down in life and it's busy busy, busy in, in everything, right? Media and cell phones and family and friends, and they, they can be great things. But, you know, I watched Bill Gates's documentary and he does these think weeks where he kind of puts all that aside and goes and just kind of has like a week of thinking and peace. And, and I think, I don't know that that's necessarily necessary, but I think when we kind of slow down a little bit and think about ourselves and our lives and our families and whatever else is important, it, it kind of causes us to get some a moment of clarity. And so that was one. And then number two, I'd say it was a few years ago where I, I kind of became just more intentional with my time. 
more intentional with what I was bringing into my life, right? Trying to listen to more podcasts, read good books. Jason and I kind of were picking up our conversations and and that's where I, you kind of catch the bug, right? When you start listening and hanging out with successful people, it makes you want to be that way. And so I think one turning point for me, you know, as, as maybe silly as it sounds, was just choosing to start engaging in these type of things, right? Whether it was podcasts, books, conversations, and then you catch, you catch the bug. You, you get kind of addicted to it, right? Yeah, in the sense right. of trying to be a high achiever and, and accomplishing goals. And, and that can happen for anybody at any time, right? You don't have to be 25 or 55 to do that. Yep. But I think it causes you to just kind of elevate, elevate your game a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Thank you for that. Um, what is one final question for both of you guys? One or two things that, you know, if the listeners were to implement into their life, it would help move them forward today in their life. Um, you know, guiding principles, things that you live by or, or whatever it might be. One or two things that you could share, uh, each with the listeners to help them move forward today. I think Clark just hit on, on, on a big one and that's goal setting. And, and it's not just goal setting, but it's reevaluating those every single day. I, I'm, I used to think it was kooky. I'll be the first to admit this, that looking at your goals and, and placing things on, you know, in, in a vision for yourself, but doing that daily, it's been amazing what I've been able to accomplish. And there's nothing that I've fundamentally changed on a greater scale than reviewing those kinds of things daily. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, totally agree there. And then I think kind of just what I mentioned is just kind of choosing to be all in, right? And I yeah. think that can be goal setting. I think that can be putting yourself around successful people. I think that can be joining a mastermind or a coaching group like yours, right? Where you're around people and, and being helped along the way. I think that can be making a goal to read 12 books a year or 15 books or 10 books or whatever, right? Something. I think just making that choice to say, hey, I'm going to improve myself and then do it. And, and you know, I, I set goals and, and Jason and I talk about them frequently, and, but there's still some days or sometimes, right, where you kind of, you kind of fall back or maybe you're not as good as you should be or you're, you get home and it's late at night and you're tired and you should stay up and do this. And you, like, I think we all do that, right? But staying on track and, and just kind of trying to be even just a step more intentional, I think makes you so much better. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. It looks like we uh, we lost Jace. I think his battery just died. <laughs> his he, connection was. Uh, he texted um, me. He's like, "Let me t let me answer this first. Time. Okay. <laughs> well, good thing we got to the end. So, um, what what's some ways that we can you know follow you guys, find your podcast, or whatever else that you got that you might be putting out there uh, today? Yeah, sure. The podcast is Millionaires Unveiled. MillionairesUnveiled com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Pandora. You know everything that everything that people listen yeah. to podcasts on and. And so that's how you can, you can find us and email is millionairesunveiled at gmail.com. Great. Thank you. Uh, appreciate you guys being here today. Thank you so much for taking some time. I uh, had a great conversation. Um, appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you. And anybody who wants to listen to our conversation with Nate, we'll be launching that here. We're recording this at the end of March. So probably the next month or two, we'll be launching our interview with him. So take a listen to that. It was a great interview. Appreciate it, man. Have a good right, day. Thanks. You too. Yep. Let's go. Ain't no five and no six. I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I miss my life, miss my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled.
entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see him focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this. Championship Leadership Podcast.